What's going on, everybody? What's going on? We got a great show for you. Got some major, major news. Uh, we got NASCAR fans, the Confederate flags. That's huge. Historical moment. Wow. Historical. We also got a little bit about NBA, about the format. And we're also going to talk about the Heisman Trophy going back to Reggie Bush, the relationship between him and USC. And today we also have a special guest. His name is Jordan Oladokun. He resides here in Tampa, Florida, goes to Gaither High School. We're going to talk about his commitment, life, how he grew up, and much more. You're on the clock. What's going on? What's going on, man? What's going on, George? How you doing, man? Good, man. Just another day. Glad to be back on the show again. We just got off a of JP show a few days ago. Yeah, that was That exciting. was a blast. That was great. Shout out to, to FanStreamSports.com for giving Absolutely. us the opportunity to get on the show and putting us on their uh, podcasting network here locally in, in Tampa, man. I'm, I'm pumped. I am too, man. That's exciting, man. It's, it's going to be great uh, to join that FanStreamSports.com family. Um, everybody's been really, really nice, man. Everybody's been great. And listening to those shows is a little intimidating. There's some good shows, man. So it's good stuff, man. Yeah, it's good. Man. So if you haven't checked it out, definitely head over to the website, check it out. There's a, there's about four or five shows on there, including ours. So give it a like, give it a listen, and uh, let us know what you think. Absolutely. Hey, man, if you don't mind, I want to. I, I just want to jump right into it, man. Is that cool? Let's do it, man. Let's do it for hey, sure. Hey, man, there was a historical moment uh, yesterday. Uh, big news, huge, huge news coming out of NASCAR. George, I don't know if you saw it, but about 5.30 yesterday, um, they released the fact that they banned all the Confederate flags on the property at races. Uh, it's not allowed, period, in NASCAR, man. That's a long time coming. It really like, is. It's a long, long time coming. I, I was reading about it, um, you know, and they, they talked about 2015, uh, Daryl Earnhardt Jr., Right. Actually came out and spoke out about it and, right. and said that it shouldn't be there at all. It, it's disrespectful. It should be, and I quote him, in the history books. Yeah. So the, the fact that, you know, now we fast forward to 2020 and everything that's going on, that NASCAR finally, to me, it, it's a long time coming. It should have been done years ago. Right, right. It, but it, the it, fact that they're finally getting to it, they're finally moving on from that. This is a reason why there's protesting. Exactly. It's for these reasons. Exactly. So if you're out there wondering what the process is for, what's the true mission, these are small examples, very, very small examples of what the bigger picture of these protests are. Exactly, man. And it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to watch also, man, when they when they what is it? They're pro I think they're projecting a thousand in Miami when the NASCAR yep. races hit over there, right? They're projecting a yep. thousand. And then five thousand later on in the next right? race in Talladega. That's Talladega. right. God. So it's gonna be interesting to see the, the reactions and, and I'm I mean, think about the roots of NASCAR. Like, think about, you know, how deep the roots of that Confederate flag is in NASCAR. And we've all seen it. We, you know, they were showing on, on ESPN yesterday how, how many Confederate flags actually fly yeah, in the center, in the very center of the racetracks. Um, it's going to be, like I said, man, it's going to be something very interesting to watch and see how this unfolds. And I'm pretty sure a lot of, there's going to be a lot of upset people because, again, it, it's major for NASCAR to make that move and, you know, thinking about their fan base. You know, how, what yeah, and, and shout out to me, shout out to Bubba Wallace, right, for stepping up and being a pioneer. Oh my God, he, he's the lone, the, the lone individual, you know, African American that's on the that's on the circuit for NASCAR. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you saw his car 
over the weekend during the race. Yeah. It was actually a Black, Black Lives Matter car. Yeah. So he was out there. That's his way of protesting. That's his way of, of right. showing unity with what's going on today. And shout out to his sponsors that support him the entire way. Right. Instead of shining from the situation. So that was huge. And, and you know, I was reading about it. He sat down with the commissioner of NASCAR and, and, and asked for this to be done. Mm-hmm. And for this to be a quick turnaround shows shows the momentum that this has right now. Right, right. The swing of it. And again, like I said, historical in 2020. And, and think about how long NASCAR has been going on. Oh, yeah. NASCAR has been around since been the, the early 60s, early right, 50s. Right, right. So about 50 years plus of, of the sport being around almost 80 years now. And just now. Just now. We're getting man. to this point. So I'm interested in seeing the fan base reaction. Yeah, me too. I'm interested to see, you know, do they lose fans? Do they gain more? They're going to lose thoughts, some. My thoughts, they're going to lose some. Uh, but I, I, I do think now you pull some other fans in because of it. Because of the move, I think you pull the fans in. And again, shout out to Bubba Wallace for being that pioneer and, yeah. and using that platform to to make a difference. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um, in other news, so just so you know, George, going right through the list here, the NBA's format, all right? NBA's format, um, you know, playing lesser games. They're going to do that, that, that March Madness stuff going on. I want to ask you, okay, and you're on the clock with this one, all right, George? Does this format stick around for later do we do we stick with this format of lesser games moving forward what do you think i surely hope so because to me you know they play 80 some games in basketball mm-hmm. and really about half of it matters right half of those games play a role you see players sitting out you see right. players not playing you know the minutes and as a fan as a paying fan that goes to these sports goes to these venues to watch these guys play and enjoy the game you want to see a competitive atmosphere. You don't want right. to see a game where LeBron sits out because a game doesn't matter. Right. And then how many times do they do that? Remember, during the season, right. they sit out for a back Kawhi. injury. Right. Ka- Ka- Kawhi Leonard is notorious for it. Exactly. Ka- Kawhi Leonard, report was reading that Kawhi Leonard doesn't play back-to-back games. Wow. I didn't even notice Think that. Think about that. Really? Kawhi Leonard does not play back-to-back games. Whenever there's a back-to-back huh. game, Kawhi Leonard sits out the next game. Really? I didn't even know that. That's a good... It's a nice little stat there. I didn't so, know so when you think about it, you're an NBA fan, you're a he plays for the Clippers. You're yeah. a Clippers fan, and your main dude's not even playing. You you buy season tickets, you go there because you want to see Kawhi Leonard, and he's not even playing that game. Right, that sucks. But uh, so just so you know, George, we had a we had a fan email us. Um, his name is Thomas Lang. I'm gonna put him out. Shout there. out, shout out to Thomas. Appreciate, Appreciate you. Yeah, man. He he's actually. Let me read to you what he wrote. He goes, uh, I'm glad basketball is condensed. It seems like they are just going through the motions during the regular season basketball gets way better during the playoffs because there's a sense of urgency something that we to look forward to something to look forward to which we both agree with you thomas we i i'm a fan of it i mean the games are kind of long uh, it is an 82 game season i believe i think you condense that it's more meaningful every game gets you to the playoffs to where you you you, you know they play sometimes three games in in a week and you never get your best players on the team to play. They just sit in the bench and they wait and they don't it's a game that they don't care about. And that, that ruins it for the fans to watch, in my opinion. But I would like a condensed season to keep going. Yeah, condensed to be it'd be fun especially to try out to see how it works. I agree. I, I'm a fan of watching only playoff games. Like during a regular season, if it's on, I watch it, but I don't I don't make it a point to find out what game is on like I do in the playoffs. When the playoffs are on, I'm looking through the the, the guide. I'm like, all right, I, we're going to set this up. I got my stuff ready, food ready to go. I'm watching this seven-game series. Now, here's something that I'm against it partially okay. as well. What's that? Um, and for me, it, it's records. 
when you mm. think about records, mm. points, rebounds, these things are all based off of an 82-game season. That's been what the NBA has always done. Right. You think about certain records may never be reachable if – you condense the season As to a, saying, yeah. a 60, a 70, you know, a 45, 50 game season. These records may never get touched. You think ever. so? And, I mean, and, and, if they got to play these games and they got to play all those minutes, if it's condensed, then you probably get, oh, you probably, well, I see what you're saying, like a scoring record or three yeah, point scoring record, yeah. assist record, those kind of things. Because, yeah, you can Triple still average doubles. 10 assists. You can still average 10 assists a game, but how many seasons? does it actually take you to a still achieve that record? Because now you're playing less games in a season, so you got to play more season in order to get there. So, but it's how all many relative. Games, I wonder how many games you would get. You know, like let's say Jordan was a scoring, the leader scorer for the season or the NBA. I wonder how many games he had to play to get that. Did he play all 82 to do that? Because if he played only 50 games of that record, well then if it's a condensed season of 60 games, right. you better then play your best sense. 50 games. <laughs> you better, right, yeah. You better and go with true. it. You know what I mean? and, and that's true, and, and that's fair. Uh, even though I do think Michael played eighty-two games <laughs> for year. continuously. Yeah. I don't think he ever broke years. down. Yeah, for years. <laughs> but that um, man, it don't matter if it was a blowout. That dude was playing a game. Right, exactly. And, and you're right. Uh, but it, it does bring up a good point with the records. I didn't even think about that. But for the fans, it is more meaningful. LeBron can't sit. You know, Kawhi can't sit. You can't afford to to sit out one or two games and, and lose. You know what I mean? Because then you never know where you sit with those brackets. Yeah, and I agree. And we're going to do this here on the show. We're actually going to put the fans on the clock here. So if you listen to the podcast, you're listening to this, what's your take? Should there be a reduced season? Does, does that make you more interested in the sport and why? Shoot us, a, shoot us a note either on Facebook by searching On The Clock Radio or shoot us an email at clock 20 at gmail.com. And uh, we'll listen to your take and we'll we'll talk about it here on the show on, on, on our next show. Absolutely. We love the feedback. Uh, another major, major historical, major news, major, major news, huge. And I don't know about you, but I'm a, I've always been a huge fan of this guy. Oh, I love him. I love USC him. fixing the relationship Finally. between them Finally. and Reggie Bush, Reggie, and then talking about giving back the Heisman Trophy, which, by the way, he deserves absolutely. absolutely. It should never be taken away in the first place. Absolutely. And I'm going to tell you right now, George. They'd have to come to my house to get that damn trophy. Absolutely. <laughs> and find it. And then and have to find, find it. Yeah, there's no <laughs> way you're getting on my property to get that damn trophy. I don't care what they say. Third tile in the living room right. is it's, probably a crack tile. It's probably running underneath there. I don't even have to do Think that. I'm, I'm super rich. I'll make a whole new wall. <laughs> you're not getting this damn trophy from me. Um, there's no way. There's yeah, no there's way. No, a, I'm a glad it's something that's overdue. Yeah. I mean, something that's overdue. And again, they use Reggie Bush and they use USC to make an example to try to scare. Yeah. Everybody else, you know, and, and for people that don't remember what happened to Reggie Bush back in the day when this all came out is USC was paying Reggie Bush's family X amount of dollars a month yeah. for rent. Yeah, it was like 10000 or No, they, they furnished for 10, 10, It was furnishing. Turn, the furnishing yeah, was right. 10 Gs, right. and they were paying rent for a year. So you think about the average rent, probably where they were, you know, probably about another ten to, to $30,000, about $50,000 all in uh, for, for the time that Reggie Bush was there. And, you know, NCAA found out and, and NCAA decided to bend USC over and smack him in the hiney a couple <laughs> times and, and strip Reggie Bush from from the from the Heisman Trophy. Which, which, by the way, which, by the way, let's let's be honest here. That was absolutely going on in college football. You know, for this guy to get everywhere, everywhere. And everybody wants to pretend like, oh, my God, I can't believe USC paid a freaking top top athlete in the world and parents to make sure he's good to go. Like, stop it. 
All the blue chip schools do it. I don't care what they say. Everybody's doing it. All yeah, of them. man. Some way, somehow, it's just who got caught that year. University of Miami, we've probably right. been doing it since the 80s. Like, stop it. Everybody does it. <laughs> For sure. You know what I mean? Like, For come sure. On. We're paying. And tell, no, me you, I, I, tell me you don't kick out that money for Reggie Bush. That you're put, like, right. You remember the numbers this guy to. was putting up? Oh, my God. He was the most exciting football player in 2005. There's no way you don't give him. I'll give him my house. <laughs> I'm letting him do it. You know right. I mean? <laughs> he can just stand in crib with me all day. Right. Don't matter. And, and you know, th- they talked about the stripping of a Heisman and the stripping of a of a national title. Let's be real. doesn't do anything. No. You we all you know he still won the, the Heisman. Right. You still, yeah. They still play for the national championship. That doesn't, the, the, the stripping of it doesn't absolutely Well, they, they, they actually, nothing. well, you're so talking about USC. I'm glad. USC actually lost to Texas that year in the championship, remember? Vince, yep. and, uh, Vince Young. Yep, you had to Vince Young, right? But it doesn't take away the great runs that Reggie was doing. It doesn't take great, great moments. Electrifying. I Electrifying. remember him running up the left side of the sideline. And I, I don't know if it was a safety. Safety came over. And he put the brakes on to cut back the other way. He doesn't, bro, when he cut back, he put the ball behind his back, grabbed it around the other side, and took off down the other side of the field. It was the most, oh, shoot. Wow. Like, oh, shit moment I've ever seen. Like, everything happening all swift and kept going. Um, so, yeah, Reggie well, was. Well, I, I remember him coming out of uh, him coming out of college. He was compared to Barry Sanders. Right. He was. Right. Yeah, that's what he was being compared to. I mean, when he was yeah. a top overall pick coming out, they were like, all right, this is the next Barry Sanders entering the league because that, that guy was untouchable. You couldn't tackle him. You couldn't catch him. You couldn't put your hands on him. Right. So, I'm glad the 10-year ban is over. I'm glad big. USC and Reggie Bush are back where they should be. And and, and and furthermore, I'm glad to see where we are today with NCAA, that they're actually going to start playing, paying these folks, these players, for their likeness. Because that's, that's again, that's uh, talk about things that are overdue. Yeah, That's another thing that is way overdue. So, some people are against it, man. Some people don't think the college players should get the money. Some people do. Um, you know, and a lot of these kids, they bring in a lot of money for Think these about universities, it, so man. You, yeah, and the argument, and I've heard it both ways, right? right. You hear the argument saying, oh, you know, he's getting $250,000 to go to school. Yep. He's getting an education. Yep. That's what's in it for him. Right. Uh, and and it I'm is. like, okay. It is. What if he, and it is, and, and, you're, and, you're, and it's valid. Right. Right, but what about the, what about the kid that went to, has an academic scholarship that also <laughs> earned the same, <laughs> he's not bringing additional revenue to the school like Reggie Bush was. Right. Because for, for all those years, USC was sold out. USC was playing in meaningful games. That and, the, and USC the, and was the, getting they were revenue the from TV. Time, had the primetime television every, what, every Saturday night it was a USC Every game. Saturday. Every Saturday. That's what it was. Right. So the, the additional money that that player brought into school by himself, you tell yep. me he's not worth the cut? Yeah, he's worth something. He's worth $10,000 furnishing a house. I'll tell you that. He's worth right. the house. <laughs> So you're right. I, absolutely, absolutely. At a minimum, right. at a minimum. How many? How much money did Tebow bring in? Remember when it was Tebow when? Oh uh, man! In college man. football for the Gators, man. I know you're a huge Gators fan. So that's why I brought up Tebow. But Tebow brought in a huge. What? Everybody had enormous. a Tebow jersey. Yeah, enormous. So, and 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 I'll say this about my Gators. You don't think the Gators were? Urban oh. Meyer wasn't taking care of Tim Tebow's family during the time. Yes, you don't think Spurrier was doing I mean, it? Come on, he he yeah. had. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. No, so I, I'm glad to see this again. This is something that's petty to me. I'm glad to see us move past it. I'm glad that Reggie Bush is where he 
belongs as far as his Heisman and, and, and all the stuff that he does, accomplishments. And I'm glad players are moving towards getting paid today. Absolutely. I got one more question for you. You ready? You're on the clock. Oh here. man, let's go. I want to. I want to do your. Let's I want to rack it. your OC brain, your offensive coordinator brain. Let me ask you something. When Reggie got to the NFL, and think about the time that he was in the NFL, do you think he was used correctly? Because you look at what was going no. on nowadays. Reggie Bush would kill right now. He would. Reggie he would. Bush would kill right now. I don't now. think you. I, they, they try to put Reggie Bush, um, and again, a, a lot of a lot of how players enter the league has so much to do with the team they go to. Right, so much to so much to do with that. I think when Brady Bush came out, he ended up going to a team that didn't use him correctly. They try to use him as a as a pro set back, try to use him as a, as an I formation back, single back right. kind of guy, and, and run power with him and, and and run him into the offensive line and defensive line and and hope that he was just electrifying. Yep. Can you imagine that guy playing with Patrick Mahomes? Oh my God! Or or yeah, Patrick Mahomes, or even have the brain. Well, yeah, because Andy Reid is just amazing. But uh, oh, like Andy a Doug Reed. Peterson, like a Doug Peterson at yeah. this time, you know, how Can you do you imagine playing with Lamar Jackson? Oh my God, Baltimore. In, at yeah. the Ravens offense, and how creative they are! And you, you just think about him in today's NFL. There isn't a back like him. There, the, the closest thing to right. Reggie Bush in the NFL today, you would probably say Lashawn McCoy from a couple of years ago when he was in his prime. Or, or Kamara. Lashawn McCoy I, moved I go, like I Reggie go, Bush. I would go with the Saints. Uh, was it Kamara? Alvin, Alvin Kamara, yeah. Kamara, yeah, I would go with him. Sim- like he's, similar he's guy. Similar, but I think Reggie's faster than him, but yeah, similar. Man, if you imagine Sean Payne had Reggie Bush yeah, when he was a coach with the Saints. I'm oh, telling you. Oh, boy. That's, that's he, amazing. He, he may have been the true new new uh, Barry Sanders. Exactly. If he got if, if he got stuck with the right coach. Because, um, I mean, when he got drafted, he got drafted first overall. He was split in the backfield with uh, Ricky Williams Ricky, yeah. back in the day. Yep. Um, and they try to flex him out at receiver, and they try to use that receiver, and, and they try to do different things with him. But him running the ball, they just they just couldn't use him correctly. Yeah. They, I, in my opinion, they didn't use him correctly. In today's NFL, you put that guy back there, and, and I think he breaks several records, and he's probably the most dangerous man on the field like he was in college. Agreed. Agreed. So this is a great thing. USC fixing the relationship. It's been a long time coming. God bless him. Give back that man that trophy, which maybe they got the real one. Maybe they got the fake one. Maybe he made one out of peanut brittle or something, <laughs> or they gave him something else. But um, it's been a long time coming, man, so that's good. Don't go anywhere. We got plenty more for you right after the break. We have the interview with Jordan Oladokin. You don't want to miss this. Remember, you're on the clock. Hey, what's going on on the clock, radio fans, man? Listen, I got something major for you guys, okay? If you're looking to start a podcast, you're looking to get intro of music, I need you to hit up my guy, okay, Jay Scudder. Uh, Jay Scudder is the one that helped us uh, develop the, the intro to our show. He's the one that developed this production. I'm telling you right now, he got very creative with it. It's called Inch and Yard Productions. Uh, George, let them know where they can find him at, man, just so the audience knows. So you can send him an email at jscudder at gmail.com. You can find them on Facebook by searching Inch and a Yard Productions. You can also find them on IG on Instagram by simply searching Inch and a Yard Productions. Hit a like, go follow him, listen to his work. It's great stuff. You're not going to be disappointed. All right, so welcome all to, to the special spot on the episode here. We have uh, Tampa local star Jordan Oladokin join the show. Jordan, welcome. What's up, coach? How are you? 
Good man. Thanks you. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to come on and join the show. Uh, for, for everybody that doesn't know Jordan Lodokin, uh, he's a, he's a football player over at Gaither Gaither High School, going into his uh, senior year. I've had the pleasure of, of knowing this young man since the early age of six years old, helping him put his uh, put his belt buckle on and, and getting him dressed for for practice back in the Pee Wee days. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> shout out shout out to the town and country Packers back nice. in the day. Uh, yes, and his pops, man, I've known his pops and, and his brother since they were kids, man. George, uh, Chris, since he was nine. Jordan, since he was five, six years old. Uh, so, man, thank you for coming on, man. How you doing? How you been? Um, I'm great, Coach. Um, thank you for, you know, any time I'll, I'll come on here and, and help. Man, we appreciate so, it, man. So how, how have you been staying busy during quarantine? I know everybody's locked up in the house. I know you have a, you have a pretty strict workout regimen that you kind of created for yourself. Talk us yeah. through a little bit of that. Um, basically I just been, I got, I have been basically just working out constantly. You know, I've from, I wake up about six twenty-five. um, go, uh, I go up to impact fitness with, um, with my team, Tampa, you know, coaches, the, our trainers, I get up there around seven, um, you know, workout, get upper body, lower body in. And then, um, we kind of come back home, just chill, play the game a little bit. And then. You know, off to my uh, DB trainer later that day. So it's kind of like I'm on a daily plan. You know, just trying to stay busy and stay um and stay safe. Yeah, man. So as you get ready to go into your last year here, Gates had a nice year last year. Y'all had a squad yes. last year. It yeah, was nice. I think you made a, a, a nice little deep yes, playoff run. So as you look at this year, people think, oh man, Gaither, Gaither lost a bunch of dudes. They're yes. going to have a fall year this year. Put them on the spot, yes, man. Let them know what, what, what can we expect from Gaither this year. Um, you know, we're, we're very, very talented. And what a lot of people don't know about our team this year is that we're, we're a family just like we were last year, even though we, you know, we have a couple, couple, a few people coming in from different schools, you know, we're still a family. We talk every day. You know, we, we make sure we contact each other. We play the video games with each other. We, we, um, you know, if we go out to downtown and have fun there, you know, just we're always together. And that's one thing we pri- we pride ourselves on last year and it got us to the fourth round. You know, we um we're obviously we're losing a lot of pieces at Gaither and you know, we have people that gotta step up and fill fill that spot. But big spots, know, big spots. Us us at Gaither, we you know we're confident and you know, we, we like how a lot of people around the county are telling us, Oh, you know, we lost our six eight player of the year or we lost our two starting linebackers. You know, we we're up for that challenge to show a lot of people what we are this year. And I know for you, you gotta have some personal goals. Last year you came on the scene and you were crushing no one receivers, you were locking them down. Uh, I know I know we played against you and, and trying to scout you and, and trying to make sure that I knew exactly where Jordan Oladokin was yeah. on, all on every play. At all times. Yeah. So for you this year, what are some of your personal goals that you want to achieve? Um, both sides of the ball, well, I know you're playing a little receiver now. Yeah, they, you, know, you play a little I, receiver I last year towards the end of the year. Yeah, you know, I, I started playing last year because it was kind of more of a spot uh, that was needed to be, like, filled, you know. And, um, you know, I told Coach, hey, you know, I play receiver since I was little. You know, Coach, Coach George will tell you, I've been, I played receiver since I was little, <laughs> so I can do it. But, um, yeah, personal goals, you know, first goal, no matter what, is win state championship. You know, that's yeah, that's man. the number one goal. Regardless of, I don't care if I have, you know, 500 yards or one interception. Win the state championship beats all that. But kind of personal goals, you know, me and Kyle were talking. I want, I want a K this year, you know, receiving. 
There I want to K. I had 500 last year. I missed five games. You know, I really didn't play receiver as much as the beginning of the year. So I really, you know, my goal on offensive side is a K. You know, um, and then defense. I want goal every year is 10 interceptions. That's the goal. 10 interceptions. That's it. That's the standard. Every every year, 10 interceptions and at least half of them return. So that's a uh, that's yeah. I always set high goals no matter what. I mean, you know, it's hard to get 10 interceptions, but you know, if I'm Every get every day I come to practice thinking ten interceptions, ten interceptions, and you know it's gonna start coming to light. Yeah, man, that's what's up, man. That, that that's uh that's hefty personal goals, and 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 you know if there's someone's gonna get that is is definitely key. Like you now, one thing a lot of people don't know about you here, Jordan, is you growing up, you're a pretty damn good baseball player. Yes, <laughs> you were you were you were hot on the diamond, man, and you played what second base and shortstop. Yeah, I, I mean, growing up, I played everywhere, but mainly shortstop. And and people don't know me. You were actually being looked at collegially to go play baseball as well. What made you make that decision to stick to football and kind of focus at prime time? What when you got probably about tenth, eleventh grade, probably tenth grade or so, is when you kind of made that decision, kind of just go strictly to football. So, what was your thought process there, and what was that conversation with the fam? Um. Well, ninth grade year, uh, I had you know I was all state shortstop. And um, at Academy at the late, so it was two A baseball. You know, I was uh, I was all state about at four fifty, and you know I was crushing it. People, would, oh, I had our, my head coach tell me, oh man, you like, if you want to go to college for this, like you you can for sure. You you're, you're on the track already. You know, get you some um, AU things over the summer, and you know I was at that time I was small. I was one forty five, going into seven A football at the time, playing plant armwood. You know, we're going to have to play Lakeland maybe. It was playing Tech, playing Jefferson, playing big schools like that. I was like, man, I either need to just focus on football this year or, you know, I could be halfway in and I might have not had the same season I had my sophomore year, which really put me on the map. So I was mm-hmm. like, Dad, like, you know what? I think I want to play football. And, you know, I, I, that was probably the best decision I ever made, even though I wake up sometimes and I look at my baby picture on the wall or some of my hats. I'm like, dang, I miss baseball. Dang, I, I, I miss being out there. But, you know, something about football is just that thrill that gives me every time I go onto the field and just knowing that I could change a whole game by just being out there helping my teammates, you know, my athletic ability. I love doing that. And so that's really why I made that change to come play football full time. So, so, so talk about that mentality. So when you when you're watching film that week and you're trying to find, you know, you're you're scouting the offense and you find that number one receiver, and yeah. you're like, yeah, that's my dude this week. I'm gonna lock him down. What's your thought process? What are you looking at? What do you are you look? What tennises are you looking at? What helps you prepare for for those games? Um. Well, I, I can kind of give you a breakdown. So we played Plant City this year. Mario Williams, number one receiver. Um. You know he. Outstanding player, outstanding athlete. Outstanding, you know, I, yeah. Going into that week, you know, he had played dudes prior, and he he's been having a good year. You know, he had a good year until I when we started playing him. So it was I went straight to the film, and I was like, well, went to went went, went with my defensive corner. I was like, hey, coach, we like we got I, I want him. You know, first thing I always say as a corner, you gotta have that mentality, that that confidence. You can't go on the field thinking, oh, I might get beat. You know, it's that confidence that, you know, I'm I'm going to lock the number one player up in the nation this week. 
So that's really rule number one that I go by. And the second, just seeing what he likes to do a lot. You know, high school football, you kind of see what players like to do a lot. You know, the high school coaches kind of make them run that same kind of route tree, those two to three routes that you see run a lot and it work on other people. They want to kind of run that at you because they, they like, at the end of the day, they like their receiver over their corner. Of course, of course. So I've seen Mario, he likes to do a lot of double moves. You know, they like to give him ball, five-yard hits, and have him take it 80 yards or have him throw slants, you know, quick slants and take it 80. So be, him being like that, I felt like this week, that week, I had to be, you know, I had to get up in his grill. You know, I, I think I can run with him. I know I can run with him. So I was like, I have to get up on his grill, not make them throw the deep ball and make a play on it at the end of the day. And so that's what I kind of go through, like, weekly basis. You know, every week I, we play a good receiver. You know, this is that number one receiver. And I take the challenge every week. I tell Coach, since I've been a sophomore, I was like, look, Coach, I, I want the number one receiver. Every week. And every week, no matter who every, it is. Every week. That's, and that's a great challenge. And even if I'm playing offense, even if I'm playing offense, I want the number one receiver. So that's kind of the like that's kind of my mentality, and you know it's got me this far, and I'm just gonna keep using it. That's what's up, man. That's uh, I like that, man. That's that's well said, man. I'm not gonna lie to you. That's a that's a dog <laughs> mentality right there. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And, and you yeah, said it nicely. Absolutely. You could have said dog mentality, but you <laughs> said it nicely. That's that mamba yeah, I, mentality. I love it, man. That's it. Thank you. So oh, over the last couple of weeks, we've seen you know the George Floyd situation. We've seen. Something's going on in the news, and, and and a good friend of yours, someone you grew up with, um, the McLeod brothers were organized uh, a cleanup project over over there on, on Fowler to help pick up champs and, and everything that happened there. What are your thoughts about some of those things and what you've seen going on? And then most importantly, about your teammates or friends, right, that you grew up with as you were six years old running around, seeing them act as those role models in the community. What are your thoughts with that? Um, It's, it's actually, like, it's really big, you know, me, Co- or Kobe, Jordan, you know, Ray, my brother, all of us, we grew up since we were kids. We've been at each other's house. We know, we know everyone's in the family, you know, so that's kind of having us or really having them, because I kind of showed up late, but having them do want to do something like that is really big for the city. You know, we, w- Tampa is our home. You know, we've all, we've only known Tampa. I've been in Tampa 17 years of my life. So having champs, um, destroyed like that, set on fire. You know, it, it sucks because I've been to that store. I've shopped there. You know, I've I've been around there. I've been to University Mall. So just certain things going on in the world right now, um, it sucks. And, you know, one thing that is really stressed right now with me and my friends at least is, you know, just stay tight. You know, just, just stay together. Just stay together through these hard times because that's all we got right now. That's all you got, man. It's, it's, each other. To stay, it's to stay with your friends, the ones that you've been balling with since you're five years old. And, you know, even kind of new dude you meet on the team is that group chat. When you come into the group chat, look, this is a team. This is We're, we're together. So if we're all going to do something, we're all going to do something. If we're all going to not do something, we're all going to – it's no Jordan wants to do this or Kobe wants to know. It's either a team or we're just not going to do it. And so that's it's one it's thing. It's that all of us or none of us. Yeah, that's kind of what we've been stressing, you know, just trying to stay together. Um, even if the circumstances are hard right now, you know, we just we just want to stay together as a team, as a family, and um, just and keep riding. The, and you hit something on the nail, uh, something on the head there, Jordan, with with that. As life is trying to pull you guys apart and make sure. you guys individual, 
right? Yes, sir. You guys, you guys are sticking to that team mentality, stay together mentality. Those are the things that help you win games. Yes, sir. Those are the things that 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 rise you above competition when it's seven seven going into the fourth quarter. It's been a muddy, crappy game. That's what fights you through is those moments of those group chats, those conversations where you can go down the line and say, "Hey, let's go, we got you." Yeah. And that mentality, that that dog mentality, just takes over there at the end. And and again, as you grow up through life, man, it's important that you have a small circle, but it's a tight circle. Right. That, yeah. And and that tight circle you got you guys have since you guys were young. I commend you for that. I mean, you guys have always stayed in touch, always found a way to stay in each other's lives through through everything. I mean, you talk about Ray Ray going uh, to Clemson and then going to Buffalo and playing at Carolina. Yeah. You got Kobe over there balling at USF and, and doing his thing over there. I mean, it's uh, it's fun times for everybody. I mean, your brother's over at Stanford, and I know I was talking to him a couple weeks ago. He he joined uh, one of our Zoom meetings to talk to, to, to our kids about that togetherness and, and that tightness, man. And I know uh, I know you guys live that as part of who you guys are. It's in your DNA. So I definitely yes, commend sir. you guys for that. Yes, sir. Thank you, Coach. So I know, I know this as well, but I, for people that don't know you, who do you model your game around? Who's who's that favorite dude you you love to to watch study? He's got um, a big smile on his face too, so this is gonna be good. Well, you know, I I play. I've growing up, me wanting to play corner was all Vernon Hargraves. Right. You know, nice. I was I watched I watched him at Wharton pick off my brother <laughs> like firsthand, and my brother threw two interceptions that year. So <laughs> me as him being his little brother on the sideline being a ball boy, I'm like, my brother's unstoppable, like. He, right. He's the face of Tampa, and, you know, he goes to war and it throws an interception right to him. I'm like, dang. Yeah, who's this, this dude? dude? Who is <laughs> this, this guy? <laughs> and, you know, I, I, I remember, you know, I shook his hand. You know, I was talking to him, like, going through the line, you know, the little, um, when they shake hands at the end of the game, and I'm like, dang, this man's good. And, you know, they were saying, oh, yeah, he's a Florida dude. He's going to Florida. And at the time, that was my favorite school. Right. That was, that's right. my dream school. So I was like, man, that's DBU. So I'm going to be <laughs> watching him there. And, you know, I, I remember watching him get first interception, wearing number 16 at Florida as a freshman. I'm like, as a freshman, as a freshman man, on the field. Yeah. This, this man's going to be legit. No one, no one even wears 16. That was a, here you go, freshman, here's your number. Kind exactly. Of and, and he earned number one. And ever since then, you know, I've, I've modeled, you know, me and him are kind of like the same person. You know, we're both five, that 5'11 mark. Um, We kind of play the same. You know, we... We like to use our feet. We like to use our technique to our advantage. We like to use our speed, our athleticism. So I kind of feel feel like it matches up. But one person I really always looked at is Deion Sanders. That's yep. prime, prime time. You know, you can ask Coach George. I had it on the back of my jersey. Absolutely. Yeah. I played for him as a little kid. So that's one like that's one person that will always be one of my favorite athletes of all time. We got to make sure yeah, we tag so, Dion on this too. We got oh, to let him to. know. So Absolutely. When, when, Jordan, when Jordan was younger and, and, the, when, and used to play in the TYFL Spring League, in the, uh, what, what, what's it called, Raul? In the eight on, it was like an eight on eight bowl. Yeah, it was eight on yeah, eight spring league. It was eight on eight, long time eight, ago. eight spring league. And, and then we can have, we have the kids customize the back of their jerseys. Right. I remember. And, and I remember like, Jordan, what, what do you want the jersey to say? Coach, you already know, prime time. <laughs> Yeah, and that's what he would have on the back of his jersey. Yeah, it yeah. would say prime time. He'd wear twenty one. I had twenty one. I, I have the jersey somewhere. I need to find that. I have it somewhere. Still got it, huh? And, yes, and 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 I don't know if Jordan remembers my my favorite catch of Jordan. So we're we're playing in Lutz. Of course, we're playing we're playing your Jags, the Tampa Bay <laughs> Jags, uh-huh. and they got this big ass corner trying mm-hmm. to cover Jordan. Now again, Jordan was thirteen years old. Uh, he was probably all of. 
all of 5.30, 5.4 at the time. Yeah. I had this big old corner covering him, and we ended up throwing him the ball on a back shoulder fade. Oh. It was an underthrown ball, uh, and we just put it out there. I mean, it was one-on-one, and I trusted him. I tr- again, that OC mentality, you, you, you always think every series better than DB. Absolutely. No matter what. Yeah. And, and Jordan came down with that one-handed one-handed, fading away, fading away from the from the from the DB, catching it, staying in bounds. Uh, I gotta find. I, ha- I have it on video. Actually, really? I, have, I have the DVD saved. Oh wow! Absolutely, I have it saved. So I'm gonna have to send you the clip, Jordan. I'll, yeah, I'll we gotta see this and send that to you. But yeah. it'll yeah, never leave my head, too. man. It'll never leave my head, man. Then people try to pick on him. Really, yeah, people would try to pick small. on him because they saw his size, and I'm like, "Oh, y'all are doing me a favor, right? You're yeah. going to my best DB on the team." <laughs> the, the other guy is five eleven. He's not that good, not that <laughs> but he yeah. never get the ball thrown to him. Yeah. Meanwhile, Jordan over here is five three, just picking off passes, <laughs> and he would just sit there on people. Again, he uses technique, he uses instincts, it's good. and he just drive on the ball. And, and once he picked it off, good luck because he'd make you miss. He wasn't the fastest kid, but you couldn't catch him. Right, right, because he yeah. had that wiggle to him, and he, and he was able to always get away, man. Uh, so yeah, I'm about to see the clip, Jordan. I uh, it was good times as we were talking about this, man. It was uh, I was pretty excited about this, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. I do my little uh, just so you know my my memory of you, Jordan, was a very recent memory when we played against you. <laughs> you were on my sideline, so don't no don't worry. You didn't say nothing crazy. You didn't say nothing bad, man. You were on my sideline, and I was trying to get you out of your game. I was trying. <laughs> you had he us locked know. up he tight. Don't work. <laughs> he, was, he doesn't know that doesn't work. Man, listen, I, I didn't know it was gonna. It wasn't gonna work. You just all you did was smile at me, and you kept winking and giving me the thumbs up. Like, yeah, go ahead, coach. Keep that up, buddy. Yeah, same energy, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, I'm in the headset. Listen, yeah. you, you can't talk this dude right, out. Right, right. I, I, yeah. I was like, no, I can get him, him George. In. I can get him. And he's like, no, I'm telling you, it's it's locked tight. So, I, I, and again, I, and just seeing how you played that night, man. And even even though we on in between timeouts, how you walked on, I said, like, "What's up, coach? How you doing?" And you shook my hand, man. And I was just like, "Yo, this kid's character." Yeah, I'm the jerk yeah. in this situation. <laughs> I'm the jerk <laughs> in this situation. I'm supposed to be the adult, and he's just, "How you doing, coach? Everything you doing?" Going. He never talked smack, like you know, never said point. Look at the scoreboard, or you know, he never talked that kind of junk. You know what I mean? Just yes, sir. Gave me the wink, you know, <laughs> and just kept yeah. on moving, man. So it was good, man. I, I get I get it a lot. So you know, I, I started learning how to. Started learning how to play with, you know, sophomore year, it got to me a little bit, you right. know. I was new. I was a sophomore, you know. Coaches used to talk to me. I'm like, the heck? They didn't do that back at, right. at the late my ninth grade year, you know. I, they, they're talking to me. I'm like, I'm just like, I'm going back and forth. But now, like, no, I'm, I'm into it. You know, coach says something to me. Yeah, throw it. No, yeah. you, you know, you're gonna pay for it. Yeah, you're gonna pay for it. You're gonna pay for it exactly. Right, so, right. No, but it I, really just locks me in now. It's just like, oh yeah. It's but, and it shows your maturity. Your that's that's what the, you know. That's what the game is also missing too. Is is a is a level of maturity in the game. You know, you can still have fun. You can still smack talk, but the maturity level. Uh, and the respect level, I mean, that was, especially right. you didn't know me. You, you had no clue. You could have mouthed off and said whatever you wanted, but it showed the character. And I told that to George in the third quarter. I put him in the headset. And I was like, yeah, you're right. It ain't going to work. <laughs> like, no. It's not going to work. <laughs> Stop talking to him. Stop talking this kid's to locked him. in, man. He, he's he's oh. ready to beat us. <laughs> so so yeah. from that same game, we played each other. So we call a timeout. It's like third and 15. Right. I'm, I go in the huddle. And as I'm walking to the huddle, Jordan's looking over at me. I'm looking over at him. And, he, I, and I hear him tell his DB something. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. he he had moved from DB. I think he was playing safety or strong safety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was trying to match up in the slot, and I and I can hear him tell tell his DB, "Hey, he's gonna come after you. You better be ready. He's gonna <laughs> throw the ball. Yeah. You better be ready." So we break the set. 
and we have our receiver to the weak side. Everybody trips to the right, trying to force Jordan yeah. over to the strong side intentionally. Right. Because I'm taking a shot backside. I'm taking yeah. a shot backside. And Jordan's exactly selling his receiver. He's selling his he's telling the DB, dude, back up. And you can see him waving to him on right. the film. On the film. Telling yeah. him to back up. Because Jordan knew exactly what I was calling. What I was, was going calling happen. go round. Yeah. Yeah. I was going double move, taking advantage of a, of a sub that just came in. Because the strong safety gets hurt, Jordan gets moved to strong safety, and a new DB with a clean jersey comes in the game. Right. And I'm yeah. like, oh, clean jersey. We calling timeout. We coming after this kid. Yeah, I, right. I know exactly what you're talking about, too. Because I, I, I looked at Coach du- or, um Coach George, and I was like, oh, yeah. Me, me and him gave him that look. And I was you like, oh, it. yeah. he. I know what he's about to do. I know what he wants to do. So I was like, look. I told I, like, I told DBs, like, man, just trust me. I, I watch a lot of film. You know, that's right. one thing I probably like, I, I do. I watch a lot of film. So I'm like, look. Like, just trust me. I know what I know, Coach George. I played with him since I was like, just trust me. I know what he wants to do, I know right. where he wants to go right now. So, That's awesome, you know, man. so the 21st, 21st is going to be a very exciting day. Yes, sir. I know, uh, 21st is going to be the commitment. You're going to declare what school, what school you want to go to. What, uh, how are you feeling about it? Yeah, what and, you got uh, mind, and tell man. us what, 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 kind, what kind of ball player is this school going to get? Um, I'm going to be. They're gonna be getting a, a, a dedicated, you know, a person that w- loves football. You know, loves football, loves the game. You know, wa- watches football all the time. You know, just everything around football, love to do. Right. You know, they're getting a, um, a person that respects the game. You know, respects others. You know, um, on the field, a role model. Off the field, a role model. You know, nothing. Not a not a person that yeah, on the field you love, but off the field he's a he's a um, dirt bag or, you know, he talks back to you or he doesn't, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm for that school, you know, I'm for right. that school that everything that school wants. So, you know, basketball game support, you know, I'm just, whatever school I'm going to, I'm going to support that school and whatever. That's what's up, man. That's what I'm talking about. So give us the details on the 21st. Where are you going to be? Well, how are you going to do it? Are you going to do the old traditional IG Twitter Tell us a little about how, how you choosing it to, to come nah, to he, he loves Deion Sanders. It's, it's going to be an old school feel, too. He loves Deion. He ain't going to be on IG. So, basically, um, June 18th, uh, Spectrum Sports, um, Chris Dortello is coming out to my house and some of his uh, crew to nice. record my um to record the video. So, basically, I'm committing on the 18th, but it's not going to be out until the 21st. And I pit um, basically the 21st because of Father's Day. You know, nice. I, originally it was supposed to be um, uh, my birthday, July 29th, you know, but due to the coronavirus and just different stuff, you know, me and my family thought it would be best to move it up. So, um, you know, I wanted to pick a meaningful day and, you know, what what not a meaningful day then really supporting, putting on your own dad's birthday, you know, a person mm-hmm. that has a lot of impact on me in my life and to every other coach that's ever coached me. Right. You know, that's that's kind of big to me. You know, I always want to say thank you to every coach that's ever really coached me and helped me with everything that I've ever done in football and even off of football. So that's that's kind of a big day. That's what yeah, I'm man, and, and, and I'm excited to, to hear. I know you got a couple of schools in mind. We're not going to put you on the clock here and, no, and make you decide do and give us any insights now. Right. We can save that for the 21st when it comes out. Um, sure. But I know, you know, it's, you know, a little short story here. Uh, me, me and Jordan go way back when he was six years old. I met, I met his pops, Henry Oladokun, over uh, coaching flag football. I was coaching his older brother. 
Uh, mm. Chris Oladokun. I had Ray McLeod. I had Bentley Sanders. I had the crew. I got blessed with <laughs> yeah, that you did. team. Yeah, you for did. For sure. <laughs> And, and I'm coaching him, and, you know, Henry comes up to me and says, hey, do you coach tackle? And at the time, no, I was a city worker working in Parks and Rec. Uh, I watched the, the, the Packers through the fence because they practiced at uh, Alexander Park, and I would watch them through the fence at night when I, when I worked till 9 o'clock at night because I'd be there to close the park up. And, and little by little, you know, Dad popped me out, hey, we need somebody to help us out, somebody to help us out. Decided to come out there, and the rest is history. Now I've been coaching 15 years <laughs> later. Wow. Still, still doing it now at a high school level. Got got the honor to watch this young man kind of grow up. Yeah, and, and I know, Jordan, recently your pops opened up a shop. He opened yes, up a sir. restaurant. So so yep. give him a shout-out. Tell us a little bit about the restaurant, where they can find him. Yes, sir. Um, he opened him and uh, his buddy Rusty um, opened up a shop by USF. Um, it's really right off the uh, like right off the highway, right by USF. Uh, it's called Lenny's um, Sandwich Shop. You know, they make... They make any sandwich you want, basically. You know, nice. I had it there. I've, I had the um, you know, I'm I'm a big buffalo tender chicken sandwich <laughs> or chicken sandwich juice. Grown man sandwich. You, That's if, a grown man. If if you love those, and I'm telling you, it, it's better. You know, I love. I know everybody in Tampa loves their pub subs and public sandwiches, but Lenny's, you know, that it's the real deal. So nice I mean, place to everyone go. like, if you can go check it out, you won't you won't regret it. Does Pop have yeah, a Twitter man. for Lenny's or, or not? Or we got to create one uh, for him. See, I need, I need to get on that part with him. I need to, <laughs> yeah. Let me do his social media. I, I, can, I can handle social media. Right, and let him, handle, let him side you some money for that, man. That's that's called yeah. marketing. Yeah, my, my dad's a little, my dad's getting a little bit older, so technology-wise, he's not up to par like me. You know, I know how to right. do anything almost on tech. Well, your dad lives that different life now. He's, he likes to be on the yeah. boat. Yeah. yeah. Going to the boat, boat, hanging yeah. out. Hanging <laughs> out. Doing something a little a, a little different now. That's awesome. So, all right, George. So, so in the next part of this segment here, we like to do a little section we call this or that. We're going to put you on the clock. We're going to ask you a variety of questions. And you're going to tell us pretty much, is it this or that? What do you like? Yeah, so Jordan, I got these questions, man, okay? So this oh is our boy. this and that questions man I'm, and again you're a young man i'm not going to try to embarrass you or nothing but i got just a couple questions nothing crazy okay but yeah. I, I like to get some some you know some some insight on our on our guest okay so here we go you ready yeah i got you come on <laughs> all right man here we go here it is is cereal a soup yes or no 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 it's in a bowl with liquid you sure it's like chicken noodles I feel like for it to be a, a soup, I mean, I feel like it's got to be hot to be a soup. Okay, so that's it. Okay, there you go. That's a valid. That's a valid point because that was online valid. as well. That's, that's educated. A, that was an educated guess. I, I mean, like unless that. you heat up your cereal, which I never. Yeah, uh, well, who does that? <laughs> yeah, that's that. that uh, yeah, you're right. I don't think it's a soup. <laughs> All right, I got another one here. Is hot dog? Is a hot dog a sandwich? Oh yeah, boy, for it's, sure. It's a sandwich. <laughs> Guaranteed. Man, say guaranteed. Man, there's like a hundred people that were telling me, no, you're crazy. It's not a sandwich. It's a, it's sandwich. a bread. I agree. It's like, just like a sandwich, you fold it. And you, you know, you can fold it. If it has, if it has two Thank sides, you for the demonstration. Bottom, it's Thank a you for the demonstration, Jordan. Sides and you can fold it, man. I love the demonstration. Uh, that's a, that's a, um, yeah. That, that, yeah man. I don't right. know what they're talking about. I think, I think it is. All right, here's another one. Is putting pineapples on a pizza American or Hawaiian? Hawaiian. Oh, man. It's a Hawaiian style, right? I said the Hawaiian same style. thing. Yeah. I, 
the American the American one would be bacon. Like if we put bacon on a pizza, then bacon meat lovers. Yeah, meat, meat lovers, lovers is like American yeah, pizza. Yeah, meat lovers. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can see meat lovers, but pizza no. Nah. Oh, <laughs> All right, so here we go. Uh, some people want to know: Are you an iPhone or Android? What are you kind of guy? Oh boy. See that's see, and this that's is why I, look. Even when you were talking through the whole interview, I could tell this is an educated, well mannered character young man he cannot have android is for adolescence people and that's what i kept telling george if you have an android you're just living your life yolo that's what you're doing i tell, I tell my dad all the time i don't know how you like function with an android i don't i, I, I right. Like, right i like looking at my phone i couldn't wake up and look at my android and be like what is doing like, what is this doing to go on my android yeah <laughs> that's perfect my last one for you bro here we go right so what do you prefer hamburger or taco Oh, I knew it. And this is why I made it the last question, man. This is Florida boy. Yeah. My mom, my mom's tacos are undefeated. I gotta say tacos. Oh, that's what I'm talking about, man. I got hey, my man. That's what I I say tacos. That's what's up, man. That's all I got for that, man. That's all I got for this and that. Thank you, Jordan. That's that's great, man. That's awesome. Jordan, Jordan, I want I want to thank you first and foremost, man, from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for joining the show. I appreciate you. I've uh, I've enjoyed watching you grow up, and, and this next chapter in your life is going to be amazing. Uh, let us know where people can find you. If you want to find you on IG, if you want to find you on Twitter, what do you need to do to find you? Um, basically, just look up Jordan Oladokun, um, Jordan, and my last name is spelled O L A D O K U N, and um, it's real. It's on same thing on Instagram, same thing on Twitter. All right, man. Hey, just for there's me to you, many, man. There's not many people with that last name. It's right. an easy it's search. Not, it's not that Literally, hard. Literally, like, you, you would see it by the time you get to, like, O-L-A-D or O-L-A. You, you would see it right when you get That's there. That's it. You know, It'll be the first part. ones. Hey, yeah, Jordan, just so you know, man, we're, we're going to watch you closely, man, through the years, man. I, I just want to tell you from me to you, man, I appreciate you uh, coming on to the show, man. And anytime you want to come back, even if it's not even to talk football, if we have some other this and that questions or whatever you want to do, man, let us know. If you want to be on the podcast the whole way through, we'll do the same thing for you. And, and we definitely, whatever school you do pick, man, we definitely ask that you come back after your freshman year or sometimes during it for the, maybe those big games. But definitely after the freshman year, so we can we can get a, a good consensus of how that was, and we can give it to the other kids as well. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. Um, anytime. Thank you. Uh, thank you guys. You know, um, you know, I looked up to Coach George. I was one of my mentors since a kid. So anything, you know, for him and anything that he needs, and you know, same thing for you. you know, it's all it's all respect. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. Anytime. Appreciate you, man. Thank you.